as a team leader, it's essential to have regular one-on-ones to support your direct reports in being successful. That includes helping them overcome obstacles, prioritize tasks, push their team members, and identify and manage risks early. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Yeah, thanks, Jason. This is a great practice because as a team leader, as a manager, I've often found that it's easy to let the uh, direct relationship with my direct reports um, slide aside when I assume that projects are going fine, that everything's going uh, as it should be, I can forget to stay up to date with the actual people that are on my team. And having a regular heartbeat of one-on-ones with my team members, it, it does a myriad of beneficial things for the culture and the organization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every one of my CEO clients and every one of my executives has one-on-ones on a regular basis with their team members. Um, generally speaking, it's once a week. Every once in a while, there's some exceptions where it's every other week. But, and when they do, it just really changes the game. Um, and, you know, it is a lot of time. If you have six or seven direct reports, that's seven hours a week, right? Which is a chunk of your time, right? That's, you know, 15, 20% of your time at a minimum. Um, and so, you know, you need to get something out of it. But what will end up happening is not only will there be better results, but there'll be improved decision-making because you could talk about things and get inside of their mind and see where things are going wrong. There'll be better prioritization, right? They could understand how you see the priorities of the company. Um, risks get identified earlier. And perhaps even most importantly, there's increased trust and rapport. Mm-hmm. Like you're connected with your people in a, in a different and deeper way. Um, and so we're not talking about one-on-ones as these project management meetings, Right? It includes a human element where you're also coaching them as an individual and really checking in with how things are going. Yeah. I, you know, when I think of the costs of when this isn't done well, I think about some of my own experiences as, a, as a, an executive and as a manager historically. And there's been times where I just did not prioritize one-on-ones because, once again, there's always the story. It's like, well, we're focused on you know, doing work where it needs to get done. I'm busy. I need to focus on these things. And, but what happens is I would get behind the ball and on, on a whole number of different things, you know, from the personal things of just realizing, yes, yeah, someone is completely disenfranchised by what we're doing and has been on the lookout for another gig for a while now. And they weren't mm-hmm. trying to hide it. We just never had the conversation. Mm-hmm. And in other cases, there were just tensions that my team members were recognizing in the company that they, you know, didn't, weren't bringing into our kind of full team meetings. And um, I, I found out and it was just like, how come I didn't know this already? It's like, well, you didn't ask. And so uh, there's just so many things get, get left behind when we don't take the time to have these one-on-one conversations. Or when we do and we don't do them well. Like a lot of times yeah. leaders will um, assume that one-on-ones are simply project review meetings. Yes. And the human being that's leading the team and the human element never gets brought forward where you never ask the person how you're doing or how your team member is doing. You know, you're just going through OKRs or, or key results and checking in on, on project status. In my mind, a one-on-one is bigger than that, right? The one-on-one is about the person. It's about the relationship. It's about the company. Um, in fact, one way to do it is, you know, you could look at it as individual team, department, company, right? Yeah. How are you doing as an individual? 
how's your team doing? And so I could get to track team members. And like what will come out of that conversation is maybe the manager is not pushing hard enough or he actually needs to let someone go and he's consistently complaining about someone but not doing anything about it. Then there's the department level, which is also department collaboration. And then there's the company level. Like are they getting the resources? What do they see? And so there's this whole breadth of conversation, which you will not have time for in every conversation, in every one-on-one. But if you could hold that as a context, you'll get to some of the important stuff, at least some of the time. Yep. I think that's a really good rubric that not only helps, you know, ferret out uh, more information from categories we may not have our attention on, but it also helps us remember why to keep these on the calendar. Because it can get very easy, and I think this is what often gets in the way of one-on-ones happening, um, you know, at all is because it's just like, I think about, oh, I've got a one-on-one with Jason coming up on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. I don't have any tensions up with Jason right now. So it can be, it can be easy just to say, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to reschedule that because another more important thing got on my calendar. And especially that's true for your high performers. You know, when things are going well, it's like you stop checking in, but then kind of the early warning identification process, you know, it fails and, and a lot of things fail. So it's, the biggest thing is if you reschedule a lot, people will stop preparing. And you really want the other person to drive the agenda, right? If it's just your agenda every time, you're not going to get some of the stuff that you want to know about revealed. Um, so let's talk about how a leader does as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, just having this scheduled as a routine, you know, it's, it's almost like good hygiene, like good yeah. team hygiene. That the leaders I see that do this well, they're meeting regularly like weekly with all their directs, you know, it's just on rotation. This is what it means to be a good leader. Mm -hmm. You know, a a best practice I've seen is that you do your team lead meeting in the, in the mornings, like Tuesday morning. And then like all day, Tuesdays, you're one-on-ones and you just, you know, you're back to back or maybe you do Tuesdays and Wednesdays and you split the team in two, but like you just kind of have all, you know, a regular scheduled one-on-one ideally early in the week so that people can bring problems that they're grappling with and get support around those problems. Yep. Um, Also having an agenda in this sometimes naturally just comes by practice um, where, you know, we know we have a meeting coming up and we can hammer it out and it's good to use something like Google docs or um, a way that we can share the documents. But you know, putting some thought ahead of time into what are the tensions using the rubric that you described above, you know, thinking about the individual, the team, the organization, et cetera, and, um, you know, hammering out what the structure we're going to follow so we don't just fall into the, the typical um, habits of just focusing on the one project that's mm-hmm. the latest and loudest, but we're actually mm-hmm. covering the territories where there's reliably going to be good, juicy information. Yep, and there's a lot of ways to do the agenda. I mean, I think the big message here is to have one and let the direct report drive the agenda. Like, you know, make sure that they're thinking about the one-on-one, they're coming in prepared, and they know the topics that they want to bring forth um, because they're, they're going to know better than you do. And if there's times where you want to bring a topic forward, you know, you ask for, hey, can I get 10 minutes and tell them what the topic is? Um, and also that lets them prepare. Yes. Like, if you're going to surprise them with, hey, the, you know, the CMO complained about the, the data that you sent them and said it was insufficient. Like let them know in advance so that they actually can prepare for that conversation. Yes. Right? Hey, um, want to talk about the data you're giving to the CMO and how you can make it more effective. Um, let's have that conversation, right? Yep. 
it's, it's a great way to train your direct reports is by having them have deliverables, you know, that they, um, it's a precedent of your one-on-ones that, you know, mm-hmm. very often, maybe it's the kind of questions that you're asking. The direct report knows that, okay, you know, you're going to ask those kinds of questions. So I'm going to become prepared for that. Or, you know, you're always going to want to see my heads up display in our one-on-one. So I'm going to make sure that that's up to date. It mm-hmm. really drives more effective um, business. Yep. You know, let me just share a couple um, structural elements that make the one-on-ones uh, really effective. Um, one is starting with a personal check-in, like how are you doing? And starting with a team check-in, how's your team members doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Because like, let's say that someone has a loss or something is big happening for a team member. That's really the only way you're going to know about it, right? And so just getting into some of the, the basics there. Um, then, you know, you might have the OKRs like, in, the, in the key initiative list, list it out and just green, yellow, red. Like, are they doing well? Are they not doing well? If everything's in green, there's nothing to talk about. And if stuff is in red, maybe you want to get an update here or there um, and decide, like, should this be on our one-on-one agenda or is this big enough that we have a separate meeting to talk about this project and what's going on and why it's in the red? And right, Because if you just focus on the initiatives, you're never going to get to the other stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, keep on going, right? You could, there's a lot of ways to structure these. You know, key initiatives will probably have at least some check-in on every week. But when you do end the meeting, like just uh, as in, in every meeting, right, what worked in this one, one-on-one and what could be improved, at least some of the time, so that you're on a continuous learning path of what a one-on-one looks like with this individual. And, you know, maybe you replicate that in other one-on-ones or maybe, you know, each one-on-one has a slightly different structure depending on the group, depending on the leader, how senior they are and whatnot. Um, so that's just some ideas of how to run a one-on-one. Yeah. And, you know, when this is done with excellence, you know, the indicators of success of this practice is that team members um, are more on top of subjective and objective features of how they bring themselves to work. Objectively, mm-hmm. their dashboards are more up to date. Um, they have an engagement with the material that they're working on because there's a high touch relationship from who they're bringing it to. Mm-hmm. Subjectively and intersubjectively, they they might even be more aware of personally what's going on in their own life because they're being asked about it. They yeah. may have more clarity about what's going on in relationship with their team members because they're having to articulate it to you know the person that they're reporting to. So more and more, there's just there's literally just more consciousness and awareness about what's going on on the team. Mm-hmm. And you know the other thing to say is that the outcome here is that the leaders feel supported. Yes. Right. So the biggest thing is don't you know as a leader yourself don't hijack your team members' agenda. Like they're bringing things to you to talk about, right? And really kind of go with them as much as possible unless you're adding things to the agenda in advance. Um, But the key metric in my mind is leaders feel that they have the support they need from you. Yes, they feel supported. They're being attended to. Yeah. uh, That really helps human beings. So the key takeaway here is, one, to have one-on-ones, simply to have them. Like some people will start coaching with me and they won't have them and they'll, they'll see a world of difference. And the second big takeaway is to do them well. And that's by having a structure, modifying that structure over time, making it better and better and better, and really having your directs lead the charge rather than you hijacking the agenda. 
Really good stuff, Jason. Thanks so much. Thanks, Robert. And to all the listeners, we hope this has been helpful.